You know, Andy, when I woke up this morning, I didn't expect to see in the news that the Golden State Warriors tried to get LeBron James, and I immediately reached out to you and your brother, and we're going to talk about what would have been a blockbuster trade. This is a crossover. Locked on Warriors. Locked on Lakers. Here we go. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts and Locked On Lakers. I apologize for that. <laughs> I was going to say, same deal. We're also, we are also not behind the exact same paywall, Cyrus, that you're not behind as well. Same paywall. We're not there. Correct. That was on autopilot there. Uh, obviously, we're available on YouTube. That's where all the live shows are. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You can follow Andy Kamenetsky on Twitter at Cam Brothers. You can follow me, Cyrus Otzes, on threads at Dog Wild. Great to see you, Andy. Again, uh, Ramona Shelburne and Adrian Wojnarowski broke the news this morning. Uh, this was their sources that they're relying on that the Warriors reached out to the Lakers shortly before the trade deadline and inquired about LeBron James. Take it away, sir, if you don't mind, in terms of what went down. Well, I mean, first of all, I would just say that, you know, as somebody who knows Ramona Shelburne pretty well, I've worked with her for years, both at the dot-com at ESPN and also 710 ESPN, the uh, radio out in L.A. Ramona is very well sourced with both of these teams. So between her and Woj being behind it, and Woj is basically well sourced with blank um i think this is this is pretty rock solid reporting i i would absolutely believe what it is there that they're uh putting out there is it's interesting just because that week leading up to the deadline i think you would agree with this there had been a lot of discontent a lot of questions swirling around both of these teams mm -hmm. um and both of them seeming at something of a crossroads and, you know, a what direction are we heading in? You know, need to take 5,000 foot views of our team, but also five feet views. I mean, there, there's temperatures to be taken in both locker rooms. Um, the, it, it is it was surprising to see this news just in the sense that it was kept so quiet that I don't think anybody was aware of it. But mm -hmm. when you think about it, it's not surprising just when you start applying all the different contexts. Absolutely. And, you know, way back in 2016, I believe, Draymond Green uh, infamously made a phone call to Kevin Durant, come to the party, come to the Bay, win some rings. And history repeated itself. Only this time, instead of Kevin Durant, it was LeBron James. Uh, they both share a mutual agent in Rich Paul, who also happens to be LeBron James's childhood friend. Um, your thoughts, and and please elaborate on just the on that part of it. I thought that was it was crazy to me that Draymond reached out. Um, I mean the LeBron and Draymond have a really good relationship. You know, I mean they've gone they've gone back and forth, competing at the absolute highest levels, and you know they've. They've taken titles off each other. You know, they will always be linked if for no other reason than the infamous nut shot that in 2016 that arguably cost the Warriors, uh, Steph Curry and Draymond and Clay's fifth championship. But there is a healthy amount of respect between them. I think they've collaborated. I think I don't know 100 percent, but I, I memory serves. They have collaborated on projects you know, outside of just straight basketball, you know, they, they are both 
super, super high level intellects when it comes to the game. And, you know, they're both Agreed. frankly pretty smart away from the game as well. It's not surprising that they have this sort of relationship. And because of that, it's not surprising that Draymond would make this sort of reach out. What I find interesting about it, though, is the idea that Draymond as a facilitator with this, if nothing else, is both him, I think, sort of making a certain degree of amends to the organization, while also it kind of ends up a reminder of the juice that he still has within the organization that that he can spin this thing forward, Cyrus. So I thought I thought that's fascinating. There's a, there's a bit of help me help you while reminding you that I still got some clout in this building. Absolutely. Um, there's a lot of things fascinating about this. I first things first. This was a friendly reminder for me, and I think for a lot of members of Dub Nation, of just how awesome of an owner the team has. Joe, the the fact that Joe Lacob made the call to Genie Bus. Um, I believe that's how this whole thing started. I I, I don't know if you uh, know if if it was Draymond who initiated. I think it was. This was a Joe Lacob uh, genesis in, in terms of the muse for this whole thing. He reaches out to Jeannie Buss. Um, you know, I've, I saw this reported earlier, and it is true. I've heard the same. Owners talk to each other a lot more than I think uh, the perception, you know, uh, portrays. And so for Lakeham to reach out to Jeannie and say, hey, we want your boy. What are your thoughts? What, 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 first of all, awesome. I, again, that's just Joe Lacob do, like, not being afraid to make a big move for improvement. And, and, and I can't thank him enough for constantly being active in that regard. Um if, if let's say this, if it was just like, what was like, what's your reaction to that part of it? Like, and, and what is your reaction to the fact that Jeannie Buss did not shut the idea down? I think this is where it gets really fascinating is Jeannie Buss didn't just hang up the phone, right? Um, we, we know Daryl Morey, he makes calls every trade deadline for ridiculous players. Like he reached Yeah, we learned Daryl Morey has a philosophy of the answer is always no, unless you ask. <laughs> because right, right. Some of these asks were crazy. <laughs> right. He's just like, you know what? I'll shoot like he is a shoot your shot kind yes, of uh, basketball ops guy. I got the he impression. Is. What's interesting about Jeannie not automatically shooting it down is it felt very much like her giving LeBron respect and the idea of like, look, if you want to go, we will entertain this. We don't want you to go. And I, I am very confident in the idea that Jeannie Buss does not want LeBron to leave because the Lakers and Jeannie Buss, they are an organization that is all about superstars, whether traditionally or currently. So, and I, I, for better or for worse, I don't think the Lakers are an organization that know what to do with themselves if they don't have superstars. So I would, I would be stunned if Jeannie actually wanted the idea of LeBron to leave, but I think she also wanted to make sure that like part of, part of making your stars happy is putting something like, uh, like we just saw in that comment, putting this to your stars and giving them options, even if they're an option that you don't like. And also I think if you're pretty confident, it's an option they'll say no to, but either way, part of catering to stars is sometimes giving stars the ability to exit when you don't want them to mm -hmm. absolutely right um and and again the, the way this the story is written uh genie deferred to lebron james and then lebron uh through his uh his messenger rich paul said no 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 we're good 
Um, well, that really quickly that explains why, though. Remember, I believe it was last week or so. Rich Paul went on the record to Brian Windhorst from ESPN that LeBron was not going to be moved and that he had no interest in moving and that the Lakers weren't going to move him, which in the moment felt very much like somewhere between out of nowhere and just him confirming amidst the 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 chaos that was going on around the Lakers and some of that discontent and you know LeBron the hourglass tweet and all that stuff he's not looking to leave it makes a little more sense now why this would even need to come from Rich Paul on the record absolutely when we come back we're going to talk about I think a, a, a talking point that is very interesting which is who would the Warriors have traded if let's say LeBron said yes, how would this have gone down? Uh, I, I think that's one of the many fa very fascinating parts of this. We got to pay some bills. Brian, take it away, sir. Uh, Locked on Lakers is brought to you by Robinhood. And did you know that even if you have a 401k for retirement, you can still have an IRA? Robinhood mm. has the only IRA that gives you a 3% boost on every dollar you contribute when you subscribe to Robinhood Gold. But get this now through April 30th, Robinhood is even boosting every single dollar you transfer in from other retirement accounts with a 3% match. That's right. No cap on the 3% match. Robinhood Gold gets you the most for your retirement thanks to their IRA with a 3% match. And this offer, excuse me, is good through April 30th. So get started at Robinhood.com slash boost. I need to pick up really quickly the last part of this read. My apologies doing this You're in good, real brother. time. You're good. This is awful form, but I remember there's, <laughs> Sorry, a, it's all right. it's all right. there's a very, very important part of this that was not cut and pasted into my copy. My apologies to everybody, including to the folks at Robinhood. This offer is good through April 30th. Get started at Robinhood.com slash boost. Subscription fees apply. And now for some legal info, claim as of quarter one, 2024 is validated by Radius Global Market Research. Investing involves risks, including loss. Limitations apply to IRAs and 401ks. 3% match requires Robinhood Gold for one year from the date of the first 3% match. And you must keep Robinhood IRA for five years. That 3% matching on transfers is subject to specific terms and conditions. Robinhood IRA available to U.S. customers in good standing. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC is a registered broker-dealer. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors and Locked On Lakers your first listen every day. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube, and now it's also available on Amazon Fire TV and the free Fire TV channels app. Locked on Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Find Locked On Sports Today now available on the free Fire TV channels app. And you can find the host of Locked On Lakers for free on Twitter, at Cam Brothers. Andy, you and your brother do a, a magnificent job hosting that program. You can follow me, Sarah Sotsis, on threads at Dog Wild. A two-parter, uh, Andy. Who would you have wanted, if you were uh, a Rob Palinka? who would you have wanted from the Warriors? And then pragmatically, who do you think would have actually gone if LeBron had said yes? 
Well, I mean, yeah, th this is all contingent on Rob on uh, Rob Palenka hearing from LeBron and Jeannie hearing from LeBron. I do actually want this trade, but you still have to make it work for the Lakers. If Jonathan Kaminga is not included, forget it. Because <laughs> well, just forget it. He's the because this you have to remember the Lakers have Anthony Davis in his prime. Mm -hmm. Like it's one thing. It's obviously a big deal if LeBron left. But LeBron is 39 years old. There's only so long you're going to be doing this with LeBron anyway. Like that that window is shutting quickly, whether for LeBron with the Lakers or LeBron with anybody, which would be the reason why he'd want to leave in the first place. But AD's in his prime. Mm -hmm. So you don't you don't have the luxury of restarting from scratch with AD. You need to keep yourself competitive. So to me, the best young player that the Warriors have is Jonathan Kaminga. So, and he's also in certain respects, not entirely, but in certain respects, at least along the wing, the closest approximation to certain things you're losing from LeBron. And again, young player who could even be flipped for a more established guy. So if Kaminga's not involved, this is a non-starter. From there, it's likely also either Pajemski or Moses Moody, if not both. Um, especially if part of the deal includes taking on Andrew Wiggins and that long-term contract, which even if you think Wiggins can return back to that championship form, that's a long deal. Like, uh -huh. man, that's, that's, that's a big financial commitment. If you're taking on Clay Thompson instead of Wiggins, because you have to take one or the other just to make the money work. Right. Maybe that changes some of the particulars, but Picks could be involved, but the picks aren't that important to me. If you are looking to keep this thing going as smoothly and effectively as possible with AD. So Kaminga is the foundation. If he's not involved, I don't think I'd do this, even if LeBron wants it. Yeah, and in terms of salaries, I was just playing with the trade machine right now. You folks on YouTube can see the screen. LeBron for Clay and hypothetically Moody would have worked. I know you said Kaminga, but the Warriors would not move Kaminga. Um, so that indicates based on your saying that they would have killed the trade, but what, what if for the sake of argument, like LeBron said, yes, I mean, that would take a lot of the leverage away from, uh, from, from the Lakers because now you have to move them. Um, and I think that that would be, no, you don't really you. So, so Plinka would still say no, even if LeBron said, yeah, do Look, this. man, I'm not only old enough to remember, I actually covered the team when Kobe Bryant publicly called Jerry Buss an idiot and then was seen <laughs> in a parking lot. You know, this is before cell phones and things like this. You know, things would even go viral. But he was getting surreptitiously filmed by someone with a camera phone saying to trade Andrew Bynum's ass, ship in New Jersey for Jason Kidd. And they still didn't move Kobe. So if you can survive that, <laughs> you can survive LeBron being unhappy. And then you figure out the offseason. Like, you know, if, if LeBron wants to crap away one of the remaining years of his career i guess that's his prerogative but i don't see him doing that because he recognizes how precious this is right if you don't get a deal you like you worry about the later later but no if coming is not involved i wouldn't make that deal that's a that's a bad deal for the lakers i would love your perspective i, I love getting outside perspectives in general um and especially with the warriors just because in my humble opinion the bay area media market is lacking in so many regards. What is what are your what are your feelings on Kamiga Man? I love this kid. I've been advocating for him since. Uh, I know you have. 
in his rookie season. And I, I can't, I'm so happy that, uh, you know, however the means were, he finally got his playing time. He's delivering. What are your thoughts on the kid, man? Like, what do you see his ceiling being? Take it away, please. I, I mean, look, I'm not going to pretend to be as familiar with him as you are, or certainly the, the portion of this audience that's the Locked On Warriors audience. They're going to know him better than me. But the reason, I mean, A, you see the athletic potential in him. I mean, he is a super athlete, and he seems like somebody that if guided and nurtured correctly, but also, too, I think empowered in a mm -hmm. way that he feels, there is an awful lot of potential with him. But also, too, he's, you know, Pajemski obviously arrived. I think it seems like he arrived more NBA ready than were the expectations, like ready to contribute at this level. Correct. But he but he plays at a position that's less in premium than Kaminga's, in my opinion. So that's why I would put between what Kaminga has shown and the position, he would be higher on the must have mm -hmm. than Pajemski or, or Moody, even if you like Moody's potential. Same. I, um, I mean, I think he he's he's just he is a very difficult guy i think to find in terms of mm -hmm. that type of size and positionality and the athleticism and what he showed especially these last you know like this last month or so ever since seemingly complaining about his role and maybe putting a bit of a metaphorical gun to warriors management it's paid off i mean he's mm -hmm. you correct me if i'm wrong but he's playing really well right now like yes he is there's a reason they wouldn't include him in a deal, yes? Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, again, I, don't, I have no idea what his ceiling is. I don't know if there's any comps in terms of other players. Uh, he's very unique, but I love, I literally love every facet of his game. I, you know, some people complain about his ball handling or his shooting. I think even those aspects are not only good right now, but have the potential to be great down the road. Yeah, I love the kid. I, as a Warriors fan, okay. I... He is a, a beacon for the future, man. And it's it's not just him. You're right, Pajemski. You mentioned. Well, well, let's talk about your team, though. Like, well, well, uh, in in the you know we all do the mock drafts, right? In a, in the off season, us media folks. And I actually for the Warriors, um, in the mock draft I was in. And look, mock drafts you're you're restrained to who's available, right? So in the mock draft I was in uh, for, as part of our network, I ended up taking Jalen Hutchinson for the Warriors. I love the kid. Um, I'm not seeing him getting a lot of run on your side, though. Like, what, like, what's the reason for him not playing much? Like, what do you think about him he's and the other young pieces of the Lakers? He's not. I mean, there aren't really many young pieces for the Lakers. It's basically Jalen Hood, Shafino, Max Christie, who's currently right. in. Chris, Christie's shown potential and flashes as a potential three and D type player. Um, defensively, when he when he's on, he can be very effective. He really fights he's a good rebounder for his size um Jalen Hutchifino he was injured for some of the beginning part of the season which I think put him behind the eight ball mm -hmm. he was also drafted at, I mean presumably as a project I mean he was a 19 year old one and done at a position Correct. that's difficult to learn it some of the focus and I think Laker fan disappointment with him has been exacerbated by Gabe Vincent being essentially out for this whole season and then need, the need for a third guard and Jalen Huchifino just he's not ready. Um, I it I think the the jury is still very out on him, and I'd be lying if I said that I saw him play at Indiana. I didn't, so I, I don't. <laughs> 
I don't know. Ex- I, I did scouting reports on him, things like that. Uh, you know, Jacob Root from Locked On Hoosiers talked a lot about him, but I, I was not familiar with him coming out of Indiana. I won't pretend that I was. There are skill sets that the people who scout him thought that he has that could be useful for the team, but he he's not ready right now. So that's really the biggest problem on him. It may turn out in three years that he's a very good NBA player. It may turn out that he's a bust. But Ooh. I don't think anybody I don't think anybody expected him to be ready now. So I don't hold that against him. Yeah, he is young. I mean, Kaminga was barely it was 18 when he got drafted, actually. Right. And then he turned 19. Um, and, and I don't know if you folks are or if you, if you folks in the Lakerland are aware of this. Uh Kaminga and Brandon Pajensky are just three months apart. I mean, that's how young Kaminga still is. <laughs> I know. Um so but Jalen Huchifino, again, for 19, so young. It's, there's no way you can judge a player at that stage. But I like the kid. When we come back, you and I are going to make predictions as we wrap up the show uh, because our teams are at the bottom of the list for the playoffs. And I'm curious to know what your thoughts are. I'll share mine as well. Uh, let's give some love first to our next sponsor. And that is a terrific resource for food, which is Hungry Root. Um, especially if you're a bachelor like me and you have the freedom to eat whatever the hell you want. Sometimes you might get out of control. Andy, are you a bachelor? Are you a married man? I don't know. You, I don't know your personal I, life that well. What's I am a married man. There's the ring. So, so how does hunger root work for you? Would that be a, a, would it help your life there? Would it, are you already set? Yeah. I feel like for a bachelor like me, it's a huge resource, but what, well, here's how is the it thing. From your for somebody like you that doesn't cook, it's fantastic because everything's prepared. But for somebody like me who loves to cook, you can actually repurpose a lot of the different ingredients that they send you. You know, they're they're ready to go with their recipes, the hunger recipes, which are fantastic. But uh-huh. you can also use them in different ways on your own, like um, the lemon pepper half chicken. I have used that in like quesadillas. I've used it in different salads. I've made I've had it as a main with some of the different sides that they send. Um, the I believe it's the the black bean corn salad works by itself or ooh, tossed into other salads. It's if you, whether you are Cyrus and you just want it right there because you're cooking for one and you don't even enjoy <laughs> cooking or you're like me and you're cooking for three and you love it. Hungry root has you covered. It's got options. I love what well, you just sold me right there. And I'm hungry now, right now, hunger root is offering locked on NBA channel listeners, 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. That's right. Free veggies for life. Just go to hungryroot.com slash locked on to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's hungryroot.com slash locked on. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. All right. One final segment of both Locked On Warriors and Locked On Lakers, a crossover extravaganza. Uh, you can follow Andy Kamenetsky and his brother on Twitter at Cam Brothers. You can follow me, Cyrus Sotzes, on threads at Dog Wild. For you everydayers, we're back at this tonight. Warriors-Clippers, huge game, even though Kawhi Leonard's not going to be playing. Uh, the, the Lakers and the Warriors, I believe, last time I checked, were separated by, I believe, a half game uh, for the 9 and 10 seeds. The good news for both those teams, I feel like, is I don't think they're going to be threatened by anyone else. Uh, it's That's... There is a drop-off after the Warriors and the Lakers at the bottom of the standings. But let's say, hypothetically, this is how it ends up. Warriors and Lakers would be playing a sudden-death game. Losers done. And what a disappointment that would be. Winner advances to uh, to to a playing game for the eighth seed. How does that play out, man? How are you seeing the rest of the season? 
Well, first of all, this is where you if if the NBA is as rigged as the conspiracy theorists believe that it is, this is where the league steps in and makes sure that that scenario doesn't happen. Like, come on. <laughs> and you want the Lakers and the Warriors to get two cracks at this, like at minimum. And if that means sacrificing one of these lesser teams, I'm looking at you, Kings, like, so be it. Like, you, you, you gum up the works a little bit and you make it happen. Um, I mean, we've already, we've got a little bit of history with this. The Lakers and the Warriors have actually played in the play-in before and advantage Correct. Lakers. Um, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing about both of these teams. Assuming they are healthy heading into whether it's the play-in or the playoff, they may not be favored in every matchup, and rightly so, because the West is just a bear right now. The West yeah, is, is brutally competitive. Um there will still be no team that really wants to see Steph Curry and Draymond Green. And depending on what version of Clay Thompson, Clay Thompson, there will be no team that wants to see LeBron mm-hmm. James, Anthony Davis, and you know, playoff issues notwithstanding this version of D'Angelo Russell. Like you're not going to want to see that, even if you're not afraid of it. That doesn't mean you want to see it. And I think both of these teams just they've got pedigree. Between mm-hmm. LeBron, AD, Clay, Steph, Draymond, it's a lot of rings. Like that's a lot of rings. It's a lot of experience. And they're again, you may not be afraid, but if it's not intimidation, there's respect. Absolutely. And I honestly, man, I do feel like the playing tournament did resemble some form of reality, man. Like your Lakers team, I would not want to face them in the postseason. Um, regardless of what they're, what's going on with the struggles, I keep hearing secondhand. You got to run here. I'm sorry, we're wrapping it up. Uh, I, I keep hearing secondhand that you know there's you know LeBron's not happy that uh, Darvin Ham was ridiculously on the you know uh, being discussed about replaced for a little bit there. It, to me, you your team resembles one that's just going through the motions. Would you agree with that, or do you really do you believe that some of these things people are worried about are serious? Uh, yes to everything. Um, there were times, <laughs> there, <you go. laughs> there are times when it felt like they were going through the motions. Um, there were times where I think Darvin Ham was making inexplicable decisions, um, and overcomplicating things. Mm. I think there have been times where, as LeBron has pointed out many, many times, health was getting in the way because even though LeBron and AD have played most of these games, you know, the supporting cast was supposed to matter for a reason. I think starting out the season without Jared Vanderbilt created problems because A, Vanderbilt's unique ability as a defender on this team and as a rebounder at that position, they can't really replicate it. But also, I think it threw the starting lineup in and the rotation into flux mm-hmm. from what I think Darwin had been planning. And it led to Torian Prince starting, which it's not really an issue with Torian per se, but the overall effect wasn't good. There was just a lot going on. Um, and I, I do believe that there has been some discontent between certainly LeBron and Darvin Ham, but I think a lot of the roster and Darvin Ham. Mm. The last couple weeks, though, teams looked pretty good. You know, not infallible, but pretty good. I believe they've won 10 of their last 15. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, part of the issue is they just haven't – I'm sure you can relate to this too. Part of the issue is it's hard to gain ground in the West, even if you're playing well, because the other teams don't cooperate. Right. That's very fair. Uh, Locked on Warriors is back tonight, immediately following Warriors Clippers. When can uh, uh, folks see you and your brother next? 
uh, tonight after Lakers Jazz. There's no sleep for either one of us, Cyrus. There we go. There you, that, that you are absolutely <laughs> spot on with. It is always fun collaborating with you, Andy. Thank you so much. Thanks, man. Thanks to the audience. You out. Yeah, man. Right back at you. Uh, it would have been a crazy trade. The news alone was insane. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Andy. Bye-bye.